Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Though it isn't mentioned often, did you know that according to Bible prophecy, there are very few things that remain that need to take place before Jesus returns for his bride? One of those things is the completion of those who comprise his bride. For those that don't know Jesus, we're waiting for you. When the very last person who will receive Jesus receives him, it will be complete. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 22nd, 2018. Its headquarters, speaking of Chick-fil-A in Atlanta, is adorned with Bible verses and a statue of Jesus washing a disciple's feet. It must surprise the Christians of New York, of which there, there are many, by the way, thankfully, that they are infiltrators in their own community? But in Pipe and Bring's world, any outsiders must be shunned. He further claims its commercial evangelical messaging are inflected with suburban piety. Elsewhere, he's scandalized by the fact that the restaurant's corporate purpose still begins with the words, wait for it, to glorify God. Wow. And that proselytism thrums below the surface of the Fulton Street restaurant, which has the homespun ambience of a megachurch. Contempt drips from every word of these sentences. It's merely Pippenbring's bleeding admission that he cannot handle anything reminiscent of the great bugbear of our time. You know what it is? <laughs> American evangelicalism. Tell me if you agree with this. Uh, Christians are in the way. You know what I mean by that, right? We're in the way, and that's a good thing. Oh, they can do what they're going to do after we're gone, but while we're here, We're the salt that preserves and the light that exposes darkness. Aren't we to be the salt and light? Salt is what's keeping the rottenness away. 
And once we're out of the way, you can have all the rotten you want. And oh, by the way, it's only going to last for seven years. So bon appetit. (laughs) Again, you'll forgive my sanctified cynicism. (laughs) Oh, but seriously though, actually, I was musing over this. I was thinking about something that happened on Friday night that really hit me. And I just, um, obviously without going into any detail, I just just thought, wow, Lord, that was interesting. (laughs) I I guess I shouldn't be surprised that that happened. (laughs) This is a fallen world, and this world's not my final destination. So where do I get off on trying to make sure that there's justice and fairness and honesty and integrity. You know, sometimes as a pastor, you don't get out much. (laughs) You kind of live in this world unlike those who are not pastors. You're out there on the front lines. And I remember before I entered the pastorate, when I was uh, in the business world, and I could reach people that as a pastor I can't, I can't reach. You know, you have some, in some ways better opportunities than I do as a pastor out there in the workplace. But sometimes, you know, you know how it is when, when you're honest, you just sort of by default think other people are going to be honest? And again, you can flip that around the other way. Uh, Someone who's a pathological liar sees everybody else as a liar, right? You know how that works? So, you know, when you're, when you're walking in integrity and then you see something happen or something happens to you, worse yet, and you're on the receiving end of just, I mean, wholesale dishonesty, I mean, blatant dishonesty. It kind of shakes you a little bit, but it's a good thing because it also wakes you a little bit. What do you expect? What do you expect? As I mentioned at the beginning, the reason I believe this is a good thing is because this world is not our home. And we shouldn't be surprised that we're hated by the world. That's, that's a good thing, by the way. Again, boy, James uh, is um, uh, quite pronounced today in my mind, in my heart, but James very bluntly says, hey, if you're too friendly with the world, you're at enmity with God. He, he calls them spiritual adulterers. You adulterers! You're a friend with the world? You're not a friend of God. No, the world's going to hate you. If the world, beware when all men speak well of you. Hey, if the world loves you, listen, you know you're in trouble when the enemy sends you a gift card and a thank you card and your wife a bouquet of flowers. (laughs) You're in trouble. Listen to what Jesus said in John's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 18 through 25, I'll read. If the world hates you, keep in mind that it hated me first. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. 
As it is, you do not belong to the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember what I told you? A servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they're going to persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will also obey yours. They will treat you this way because of my name. For they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not be guilty of sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. Whoever hates me hates my father as well. If I had not done among them the works no one else did, they would not be guilty of sin. As it is, they have seen, and yet they have hated both me and my Father. But this is to fulfill what is written in their law. They hated me without reason. Indulge me just a little longer here, and forgive me, if you will, for this categorization, but... I would suggest that every single one of us fall into one of three categories. First, there are lukewarm Christians who are too friendly with and at home in this world, which is one of the reasons that they're really not interested in the next. And if that's you, here today, or watching online, then I would implore you to heed the words of the Savior to the church in Laodicea in the book of Revelation and open the door that Jesus is knocking on so He can come back into your life before it's too late. Second, There's a remnant of Christians who have had it with this world, present company included. Which is why we are longing, even groaning, and aching for the Lord's return. I want to encourage you with the encouragement that the Lord has encouraged me with. Jesus had John write to the church in Philadelphia in Revelation chapter 3, particularly verse 11. Listen to what he says. Jesus speaking. I'm coming soon. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown You know what crown he's referring to? He's referring to the crown that Paul writes about in his letter, his second letter to Timothy, chapter 4, verse 8. Listen to what he says. Now, he's at the end of his life and he knows it. He's finished well. He's run the race. And he says to Timothy, Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And listen, not only to me, but also to all who have longed for His appearing. Oh, 
Now, you might say, but Pastor, I don't know how much longer I can hang on. Truth be made known, I'm hanging on by a thread. To which I would say, God, as only He can, by the Holy Spirit, will give you the strength you need to endure and persevere to the end. What's He going to do? He's brought you this far, and now He's going to abandon you? He's going to leave you? He's going to forsake you? That can't happen. He's with us always, even unto the ends of the earth. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. Hasn't God got you through everything you've gone through up to this point? And He's not going to, what, He's going to say, that's it. You're on your own. I did my part. No. Yeah, but pastor, I'm, I'm really going through a very, very difficult time, and I'm barely hanging on. I promise you, and I want to encourage you on the authority of God's Word to you, that He will give you everything you need to get through whatever it is that you're going through. Here's the thing. Sometimes God doesn't give us tomorrow's manna today. We want tomorrow's manna today, I think of when Jesus taught the disciples how to pray. He said, give us this day our daily bread. And I think oftentimes we pray, Lord, give us this day our monthly. (laughs) Because then we have it, and we don't have to look to Him for it or trust Him for it. I'm convinced in my relationship with the Lord, that the Lord wants me to rely upon Him, to look to Him, to put my trust in Him. Third, there are those who are not Christians, but are asking all the right questions about what's happening in the world, which, and please listen carefully, and don't misunderstand me when I say this, This may be one of the reasons why we're still here. Listen to what the Apostle Peter wrote in his second epistle, the third chapter, verses 8 and 9. He says, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping His promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Listen, aren't you glad the Lord didn't come back before you were saved? There was a comment on our our YouTube channel this last week that just, I mean, really blessed me and encouraged me. And it was somebody who commented on a video that we posted seven years ago in 2011 on why the rapture has to happen before the seven-year tribulation. And she says in there, 
Thank you, God. I wish I, in fact, I didn't bring it. I'll maybe try to get it for second service. Sorry. (laughs) To directly quote, because she says basically this. Thank you, God, that you didn't come back in 2011. Because I didn't get saved till two years ago. I'd have been left behind. And thank you, Lord, that there's still time for all those who have yet to come to you, to call upon you, to be saved. This is a two-year-old in Christ. That, that humbled me. That kind of humbled me. You know, some of us have been walking with the Lord so long. We, ah, we don't think like that. It's not God's will that any should perish. If it seems like God is delaying, it's because He doesn't want anyone to perish. He wants people to get saved while there's still time. And if that's you, then please give me your attention just for a couple more minutes because I want to share with you the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ, or if you prefer the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is what the word gospel means, good news. More specifically, your debt, good news, your debt has been paid, you're free. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. And the Apostle Paul, in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4, defines the gospel this way. He says, it's of first importance, of paramount importance, the most important. It's that Jesus Christ died for our sins, He was buried, and that He was resurrected from the dead on the third day according to the Scriptures, meaning that it fulfilled Bible prophecy concerning His first coming. That's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is, and what follows is how to respond to the gospel. The decision that we make in response to the gospel, the most important decision one could ever make in this life for eternal life. And it's known simply as the childlike simple ABCs of salvation. The A is for admit you're a sinner and that you need the Savior. This is Romans 3.10 that says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Romans 3.23 says, All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 sort of packages the good news first, the bad news first with the good news. The bad news, simply put, is that we all have been sentenced to death. Why? Because of sin. Because the wages of sin is death. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. How does that work? Oh, because Jesus came and went to His death in your stead. Oh, you have the death penalty because of sin? I'll take that sin and put it on myself, and I'll go and pay your death penalty. Good news. You're free to go. Your debt's been paid. The death sentence has been carried out 
on Jesus instead of you. That's the good news. And that's the A. And here's the B. The B is for believing your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Romans 10, 9 and 10 says that God raised Jesus from the dead. If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will, will be saved. That's the B, and here's the C. The C is for call upon the name of the Lord, or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13, this seals the deal. All, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. All who call. If you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I say this in love. Will you today, because we want to go home. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> because that, when, that, when that last gent, I'm very serious, by the way, and I'm almost done also. So just give me your attention, just one more minute. I have to get this off my chest. <laughs> when that last Gentile gets saved, then the trumpet's going to sound. And Paul writing to the church in Thessalonica says, that the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up. That's the word rapturous in the Latin, harpazo in the Greek. That's the rapture. We will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And that's the only reason that we're still here, is because that last person has not got saved yet. So please, I'm begging you, if you're here and you're that last person, come on already. (laughs) In Jesus' name. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that though we don't know the day or the hour, we can know that our redemption draws nigh. And so, Lord, we do pray, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, but... We also pray that for anyone, while there's still time, that has never called upon you, believing in their hearts, confessing with their mouths, acknowledging their sin before you, that today they would make the most important decision they could ever make and be saved. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kariohe. Now, it's so important that you hear the purpose behind these prophecy updates that Pastor J.D. shares. The purpose is to see people just like you come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
When you're right with the Lord, you'll be ready for the Lord and His soon return. You can do this by first admitting you're a sinner, that you've broken God's perfect law. Second, you need to confess that there's nothing you can do to fix this. You can't attend church enough, you can't pray enough or give enough money. There's nothing you can do to atone for your sins. Third, you must realize that there is someone who can. His name is Jesus Christ, and He is the Savior of the world. He gave His own life so that you wouldn't have to experience the penalty for your sins, which is death. Please, if you're listening today, receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior and escape the realities of the prophecies that are being fulfilled all around you. For more information about what it means to be born again into the kingdom of God, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and select the New Believers option. Again, that web address is InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. Now, in the next edition of In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. will be teaching through God's Word just like he does Monday through Thursday. And then don't forget to join us next Friday and Saturday for another timely prophecy update. Until then, may God bless you and keep you in His love.